Hi, this is Marian Samuel from the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m., we interview a guest about real-life issues from the Caribbean. Welcome to Lighthouse Conversations, a time to explore the issues surrounding your everyday existence, your family, your community, your environment, your health and safety habits, your lifestyle, both physically and spiritually, will all be discussed here on Lighthouse Conversations. Let's get started and see just what we can learn to better your life. Listeners, thanks for joining us once again for Lighthouse Conversation. And we will be speaking with Mrs. Joanne Peters. And Mrs. Peters is here from the Prices and Consumers Affairs Division here in Antigua, Barbuda. She is here to help us to be aware of our rights and responsibilities and some budgeting as consumers. Welcome, Mrs. Peters. Thank you so much for having me. Mrs. Peters, we are going to start off with a question concerning prices and consumers' affairs. What is the function of this unit here in Antigua? All right. The Prices and Consumer Affairs Division became operational in 1976. Prior to that, it was the Prices control unit, the price control unit. But in 1976, the government was cognizant of the fact that consumers have issues. And so it was renamed Prices and Consumer Affairs Division. Now, the functions are to oversee the goods which are regulated by the government. There are some goods that are price controlled. So we regulate these prices, making sure they're not under or overpriced and that consumers are getting them at the fair price that they're stipulated to be at. So that is the price control section. We also have the consumer affairs section. The consumer affairs section is that link between the public or the business public and the consumers. Mm -hmm. So in the consumer affairs section, you have a consumer affairs officer who heads that section and you have consumer liaison officers. Now, the liaison officers play a very important role because they are the ones that do that interface with the businesses and consumers. So when you come in to make a complaint, and that is usually when we see most consumers, Mm -hmm. but you can come at any time. We'll be happy to have you. But when you come in to make a complaint, you usually sit with a consumer liaison officer Mm -hmm. and they will tell you of your rights and your responsibilities. They will listen to you to get the merits of the case. Now, it's not all the time that a consumer shows up that it is a valid case. Sometimes the consumer may just need to be educated 
on whatever transaction it was. So what the liaison officers will do, will hear the complaint. If it's a valid complaint that we need to pursue, then the liaison officer will have a dialogue with the trader. And of course, we try our best to resolve the matter in the quickest possible time without anyone getting too rowdy or frustrated because we we must admit that when something goes wrong, the consumer is already frustrated. Mm -hmm. And so we empathize as much as possible with the consumer. Liaison officers are also part of the educational process of the division. So they share vital information. They're there to ensure that trading between the businesses and the consumers are it is fear because okay. many times there are also some unfair practices and they're there to identify them bring it to the attention of a director so that something can be done because consumers have a right to fairness they should be treated fairly in the marketplace and then there is the information section. <laughs> I almost forgot that one. Oh no, there is where I am as the press information officer. At current, I am the only person in that division and that section. Sorry. What do I do? I make sure consumers are informed about the operations and functions of the division. Um, also to bring them up to date. Various rights and responsibilities that the consumer has. Also to organize initiatives on behalf of the division. So let's say, for example, programs to bring awareness, consumer awareness to issues that consumers may be having at the time. So I will work very closely with price control officers, liaison officers, Mm -hmm. everyone in the division, so I can get a feel of what is going on and what is the greatest need at the time for consumers. And then, of course, I will have to ensure that that program is taken out to the public. The public is educated, whether it's by radio, as we're doing here today, Mm -hmm. television, or if we're doing an event. So, yes, I do the planning and hosting of events on behalf of the division as well. That is a really new section that we're going into, I should say segment, because it's not really new to the division. But of course, it's 2018. And so we have the same consumer rights and responsibilities, but we must package the message differently. And we realize that with the different packaging, Mm -hmm. I mean, after all, it's Christmas and we can't use last year's wrapper on this year's gifts. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, in a way we can if it can be reused. But of course, when I take off that wrapper, I want to see something different this mm-hmm. year. Yes. So yes, we have to package it a little differently mm-hmm. so that we can get consumers' attention. That's why you'll see we have a very active Facebook page. We're also on Instagram, so you can follow us on Instagram so that you can keep up to date with what the division is doing. Ooh, wow, that's good. Thank I've, you so much. Yes, that's great. Okay, so on a daily basis, as um, has consumers' complaints ever caused you to wonder if they really don't know their rights as consumers or, as you listen, are there many who are not aware that they have rights as consumers? Yes, 
There are many yeah. consumers who are not aware. And I find that many times when they are made aware of the rights that they do have, they're in complete awe. Oh, I uh-huh. didn't know that. And that is why the division is seeking. This year, one of our mantra was to educate consumers of all ages. I know the only aspect of it we didn't get off this year is reaching the elderly. Okay. But we have started with our our Big C Club. That's our consumer club in two primary schools at a pilot program that we rolled out in September where we are doing the coursework. So mm-hmm. we're developing it as we go along. And that's why it's a pilot program. By next September, we hope to have that program in at least all the government primary schools so we can truly reach consumers at an early age. And research has shown us that, yes, once we begin to educate consumers early, they grow up knowing their rights and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Yes, with rights come responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And I can't stress that enough. There are many times when consumers come in and they are unaware of their rights and I think it can go back to the fact that many times they're unaware of the law, Mm -hmm. the Consumer Safety and Protection Act that protects consumers. And so they will come. I remember one case where a gentleman came off the street, walked into the office and merely just to ask a question. But what he had was really a valid complaint. Mm -hmm. And so we had to assist him in that area. And I remember at the end of it, he said, I just came in to ask a question, but I didn't know I could get my money back. And so, yes, and that is why the division has taken such an earnest, active role in educating consumers. There are eight basic consumer rights. These rights were initiated by the United Nations in 1986. Wherever you go in the world, you have these eight basic consumer rights. You have basic needs, which a consumer is entitled to have the basic needs of shelter, food, water. And that is why, just by mentioning food, you will see why we have price control items on basic food items, price control and basic food items so that they're not out of reach to anyone Mm -hmm. in society. Then we have safety, the right to be protected against hazardous products that can cause you harm. We have consumer education. Consumers should know their rights and responsibilities in the marketplace. We have representation. That is why we have consumer prices and consumer affairs, so that someone is there to represent consumers. That is why we have legislators as well. And I tell consumers all the time, don't be afraid to speak to our parliamentarians. Talk to them. Let them know the consumer issues that you have, because that is why they're there. So we must put our consumer matters forward, whether you do it in the form of a letter, an email or a face-to-face conversation but you must be represented and that is why our office is there so when something goes wrong consumers can come. You come to seek redress and Mm -hmm. that is the next right that the consumer has to be compensated, duly compensated when something goes wrong. Just by mentioning redress, many times when consumers come in, the first thing they say is, I want a refund. Mm-hmm. I want my money back. But the act <laughs> states that there are, there are basically three things that you can get back. Let's say, for instance, it's equipment, machinery, or for example, uh, a bicycle. So you bought this bicycle for your child for Christmas. The 
the tire blew out and you said, no, something is wrong here. And you come in and you, you make a complaint. As soon, and I can't stress this enough, as soon as you realize something is wrong with the product, stop using it. Do not use it any further. Put it back in the box or the packaging that it came in. Take it back to the trader as soon as possible and let them know. So let's say, for instance, you decide, well, I want my money back. But the trader says, no, I'm going to fix it. And you come and you lodge a complaint with Prices and Consumer Affairs. Well, we will agree with the trader. If it can be fixed, the act says proceed to repair it. Mm. So we repaired the bike tire and the child gets back on the bike and the handles fell off and you come back to lodge another complaint. Of course, at this time, we are going to say there is some manufacturer defect. So we'll ask the trader at that point to exchange the item. If we can go and verify that the other bicycles in the store are appropriate for the child and that they're good, they're well manufactured. If we realize that the remaining bicycles in the shop also are defective, then we will then push for a refund. But it's not many times when consumers come in, that is what we hear. I want my money back. Mm -hmm. I want a refund. But we cannot ask for a refund in all instances and it also goes back to economics our economy at no time we want to stop the wheels of business from mm -hmm. turning that does not mean that consumers should not be treated fairly mm -hmm. so many times when consumers get the options from the trader of getting a repair getting an exchange they still show up at the division and they say no I want my money back but once it is fair because the act says duly compensated mm -hmm. so if it can be fixed if it's a minor stuff that can be repaired we'll opt for it being repaired however again we say to consumers the moment you realize something is wrong with it stop using it. Don't ask someone to open it and try to fix it. I know we have some handy men and women around mm -hmm. but please, <laughs> especially if it's still under warranty, do not try to repair it on your own because if you damage it or the trader realize you tampered with it, mm -hmm. then you can forfeit your right for redress. Mm -hmm. Also want to state here that you only get redress in this form if at the time of purchase the item was defective. However, if the trader pointed out to you, we're having this sale for Christmas, and so these items, we've had them in stock for a long time, and you can come and capitalize on your Christmas dollar. You see these items, and you're thinking of saving, 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 and nothing is wrong with that. But do ensure that you ask questions before purchasing such items. The law states that although the item is on, on sale, it should be of satisfactory quality. It should be fit for the purpose. The description on it should fit the item inside. So even if you're buying something on sale, you should still get good use out of it. However, if the trader says to you, this item is on sale because it's defective, we have had it in stock for a long while. The trader said that to you and you purchased the item. After purchase, you realize, okay, my pair of shoes is now stripping. But the, the, the trader did say to you, we had it in stock for a long time. We're trying to move it off the shelf. Then in that case, you're not going to get redress because you were told prior these items are marked down because mm -hmm. 
chances are there are some damage, there are some defects to them. However, if that wasn't pointed out to you, you bought the shoe on sale and after you took it home, you realize that it's begun to strip, then yes, you can get redress because you were not told prior to the sale that something was wrong with it. Also, we have cases, especially in appliances, where yes, the consumer has done all the necessary checks before purchase, but some defects are only identified when the item is in use. So I bought my blender in the store. I said, plug it in for me. I checked the voltage. I did everything and it suits my needs as far as I can see. I, they plugged it in, the blender lit up, the lights are on. I now go home and I put something in the blender. I'm going to make a smoothie. And after I start, it, it's, the content is in the blender, but it's not doing anything. So sometimes the defect is not identified until the time of use. What do you do? Very quickly, get the content out, wash it out, make sure, please, <laughs> not to damage it in any way. Do not scratch it, anything right. like that. Get it back in the box and take it back to the place of purchase immediately. The law says between 7 and 14 business days. However, some stores have return policies. And I'm talking about stores in St. John's. Usually when you say this to consumers, they tell you, oh, I'm not in the States. What return policy are you talking about? But yes, stores in Antigua and Barbuda have store policies. And as consumers, we need to inquire, what are your store policies? Some will tell you for returns, we need it back in 24 hours, 48 hours. Now, we have no mandate over the operations of a trader. So if the trader says this, however, if you take it back and you're not getting redress or you have passed that time that the store stipulates, now, of course, it depends on the item too. So for good reason, the trader may have put those hours there for mm -hmm. returns. Okay. But if it is that you're at a loggerhead, loggerhead, come to the division. That's why we're there, to help you trash out these matters when they occur between consumer and traders. Thank you so much, listeners. We are speaking with Mrs. Joanne Peters, and Mrs. Peters is from the Prices and Consumer Affairs Division here in Antigua and Barbuda. And I am happy to have Mrs. Peters with us. It's awesome. I am learning a lot of things that I have not um, known about prices and consumers' affairs today. So thank you, Mrs. Peters, for coming once it's a again. Pleasure. Okay, um, Mrs. Peters, we were you were talking about sales. And yes. one of my questions for you was, so consumers do have rights when it comes yes, to buying sale items. Yes, we do. Which Just to clarify is, even though, as the Sale of Good Act states, the item is on sale, the item is supposed to be of satisfactory quality. So because it's on sale, and, and let me touch on those signs. Mm -hmm. There are many times when we go, and especially when there are sale items, we see these signs, no refund, no exchange, all sales are final. Well, the law says that if the item is defective, mm -hmm. you should be duly compensated. So once you bought the item, if it was, and I'm going to say it again, if it was explained to you by the trader, a store assistant, that something is wrong with it and that is why it's marked down and you make that purchase, there is nothing we can do. 
you are stuck with the item. However, if these things were not explained to you, and as consumers, it's one of our responsibilities to ask questions. Now, we know that it's a habit for traders in Antigua and Barbuda when it's Christmas time is coming or, you know, these festive seasons. They try to move stock off the shelf. Now, these stock maybe may have been there for quite some time. Ask questions. You can go in, I'm going to buy a pair of shoes and this lovely store clerk is assisting me and I'm going to ask, so how long did you have this shoe? I'm going to ask some questions. You know, especially when you see it marked down for sale at some very low prices. Examine it. Take it up. Check the stitching. Is it glued together? Is it glued properly? Look at it. And sometimes, you know, I know I wear a size seven and a half. So I'm not going to put it on. Mm -hmm. Seven and a half. And yes, we have a seven and a half and I'm paying and I'm going out of the door. Now, the thing is, if nothing is wrong with the item, you are not entitled to a refund or an exchange. So when I go to shop, I need to ensure that the size is correct. Mm -hmm. I need to know this is the color that I want. And as ladies, I'm not picking on the ladies today. <laughs> but you know, we want the color to match the outfit. And I already have the outfit. Then what am I going to do? Take the outfit to St. John's with you and ensure it matches. Because if you purchase the shoe, and you take it home and it doesn't match. The law doesn't give you redress because mm -hmm. you changed your mind or you bought the shoe that doesn't match the outfit. True. You know? So then when you go back to the store and the trader says, well, what is wrong with the shoe? And you say, nothing about, about the wrong color. It doesn't match my outfit. I can't oh, yeah. wear this with that. And the trader says, well, I can't give you an exchange. Or I'm not going to give you back your money. Well, there's really nothing we can do. Of course, we love consumers and what we do so much <laughs> that there are times when the officers will go and beg the store owner and Aww. plead. And I mean, I really have to tip my hat to the consumer liaison officers and really get some redress. But really and truly, the act states that if the item is not defective, you do not get your money back. You do not get an exchange. So in Christmas season, especially when we are buying gifts for others, Speak to someone in the store. Know their return policies. Make arrangements so you can say, look, I am buying this as a gift for my nephew. It's a pair of shoes. Pre-adventure, it doesn't fit. Can I make some arrangements to have it exchanged for a size that fits? Make sure you document the name of the person you spoke to right. so you have that arrangement in place. Let them know it's a gift that I am purchasing. And the traders, in many instances, they'll work along with you once these arrangements are made upfront. But then if you purchase it as a gift and you're now returning it, and even the return of the item, the person who purchased the item, is the one who must return mm. the item. So the receiver is not the one who comes to consumer affairs and says, well, I get this as a gift. It was bought right. at, at ABC store and I took it back and they're not doing business with me. They're not taking it from me. Well, really and truly, they did not conduct a sale transaction with you. So the person making the purchase is the one who should go back to the trader to do the exchange mm -hmm. asking for a refund 
or coming to the division to lodge a complaint. So that is very, very important. Ensure that you keep your receipt. I know many times we push them all over. Mm -hmm. We have a million and one handbags, so we can't find which pocket we pushed it into. Ensure you keep your receipt because that is your proof of purchase. I know there have been instances where traders are not giving receipts. The law states that once you make a purchase, $5 or more, you should be given a receipt. If you did not receive a receipt, demand a receipt. $5 or more. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I work hard for my money. <laughs> and the law says $5 or more. Make sure you get a receipt. Yes. Your receipt is your proof of purchase. There are many times traders didn't give a receipt and sometimes they try to, you know, give a hard time. But we'll still pay them a visit. These days we have lots of cards being swiped. So if you can even show us on your account that yes, that transaction went through, we will use that as proof of purchase. Sometimes even your very check stub or return Mm -hmm. check is proof of purchase but your receipt is the easiest quickest one Mm -hmm. so it it gives us a much easier time helping you to get a redress once you have that receipt so don't throw them away too quickly don't throw away the boxes especially when we buy things like cell phones and all these things don't throw away the boxes too quickly so in case you need to make a redress It needs to go back in the box, in the package in which it was purchased. So please ensure that you hold on to them for a little while. I am not asking you to become hoarders. (laughs) No, I know you want to clean out for Christmas. But please ensure you hold on to them for a little while. The other thing that I want to mention is us housewives. Many times you say, you know what? I want a new blender, you know. This one is it's still working. It's still giving me a little life. But I think I want a new one. So townhouse is having a sale and I'm going to go to get a new blender. Guess what we do? We buy the blender and we put it up. We don't test the blender. And so two, three months down the line, something is wrong with the blender. Then you would have passed your time Mm -hmm. for redress. So if you're thinking of buying new appliances or buying something as housewives and you're thinking, I'm going to be using that one from next year. Please don't have it there just sitting and you're looking at it. Use it. That's why you bought it. Test it out. Be like me. Take it for a test drive first Mm -hmm. and ensure that it is working. And then you can put it away and look at it and enjoy it until you're ready to use it. But do not allow that redress period to pass you by. Thank you so much. Now, Christmas holidays are upon us. Listeners, first of all, we're talking with Mrs. Joanne Peters, and she is speaking on consumers' rights and responsibilities from the Prices and Consumers Affairs Division here in Antigua, Barbuda. So, Mrs. Peters, Christmas holidays are coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the time of the year when we spend, mm-hmm. we spend, we spend, and more spending. Things consumers should consider or encouraged to do during budgeting and spending around Christmas time. Or should a budget still be a must during the Christmas season? There are some consumers who think because Christmas comes once a year, there is no need for spending guidelines. Give us some advice or some guidelines when it comes to budgeting and Christmas. Some advice, please. All right. 
put Christmas on a budget. We need to physically put Christmas on a budget because too many times come January, those days after Christmas, we realize that we may have overspent and it's a frustrating period. And I don't know. They tell me January is the longest month. And it takes forever for that one to come to an end. But I guess that is for consumers who would have overspent and did not budget. So this year, do yourselves a favor. Put Christmas on a budget. I must say, however, it is good practice, best practice to have a budget in place every month. Now, your budget, you will establish your budget based on your pay cycle. So if it's weekly, fortnightly or monthly you set up your budget accordingly to your your pay cycle now a budget can help you because it helps you to organize your money now it's christmas time we're going to see a lot of people shopping and of course i want to be in the inn too so i'm going to want to shop i want to spend i i'm going to be getting things and i want to be giving things people are going to be spending on food and drinks and decorating and all these stuff but before you spend a solitary dollar do a budget Join us next week with our guest, Mrs. Joan Peters from Prices and Consumers Affairs, as we learn about our rights for budgeting as consumers this Christmas. Until then, be aware of your rights and responsibilities as a consumer. Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We trust that it was beneficial to you as you continue to develop a more meaningful life. Do you have a topic or a guest you would like us to have a conversation with for a future episode on Lighthouse Conversations? We would love to hear your suggestions. Send us a mail at Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, P.O. Box 1057, St. John's, Antigua, or lighthousebimi at gmail.com. Or give us a call at area code 268-462-1454. Or send us a message via WhatsApp or text at area code 268-782-1454. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can hear Lighthouse Conversations Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. If you're in Antigua, you can listen at 92.3 MHz FM. If you're in the Caribbean, you can listen at 1160 kHz AM or listen online at www.radiolighthouse.org from anywhere in the world. Or you can subscribe to this podcast. Looking forward to having you join us next time. Bye-bye.